0: number two of the show here on your Tuesday, Matt McNeil show, Matt and Patrick here. Uh, Patrick Cooligan going to be joining us here for the Minnesota Reformer here in a little bit. By the way, one thing I wanted to mention here, I I did have a a person comment on, you can actually make comments on the live stream if you'd like. Uh, And uh, Dale chimed in. The last two years, I have left the tree up year-round because my 95-year-old mom has advanced dementia and she enjoys the lights. And after all, is all for her. Well, and th- now that's something I think a little different. I mean, that's not necessarily just choosing to do it. I think that that's a wonderful gesture, especially having had family members who have gone through dementia. I can completely understand why you do something like that. Otherwise, the tree went up on Thanksgiving weekend, came down on Epiphany. We actually do the weekend after that, the, the Thanksgiving weekend. That's kind of the weekend we do it. But we kind of keep it up until, you know, New Year's, a little past New Year's. Um FY, my friend in Manila says they start decorating and celebrating Christmas on September first and usually keep decorations up until February fourteenth. I Googled the question and they verified as part of their uh the Catholic traditions. Who know? Wow, that that is a <laughs> – do not do not allow the retailers of America get to wind of this. You know, not only would it take over Halloween, it get close to Labor Day, and then basically it'll take a Valentine's Day at the same time. Wow. 952-946-6205. 952-946-6205. We are going to be focusing on some of the races here that people need to get out and help in this weekend to make sure that the DFL holds the Minnesota House, picks up the Minnesota Senate here in the state of Minnesota. 54A is where we're headed. And that is Shakopee Jackson Township down in the southwest metro. Brad Tadkey is the DFL candidate for that seat. Kind enough to join us again to talk about how things are going. Hey, Brad.
1: Hey Matt, thanks for having me on again. I appreciate
0: it. My absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time as always. Here, you have you are the feature of some pretty outlandish mailings I've seen. <laughs> My oh
1: yeah, yeah. It's uh, it is. They are impressive. They are they're quite <laughs> the thing that's been happening lately.
0: So you're a vampire here. That's a, that's an interesting. How that happened.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's
0: one of the nicest things they've called me. You are wow. This is this is if you haven't seen. I mean, your candidate might have gotten some, you know, you know, gotten some mailers against them in, that put out in their districts. It's nothing what Brad has dealt with. I mean, they are over the top, beyond over the top. But I, I said this to you earlier. When you don't, when Republicans don't have anything to run on, they basically try to scare people into voting for them, and the more extreme and out outrageous the Republican candidate is, the more extreme and outrageous their claims against their opponent become, and you are on the front row of that down there in Shakopee.
1: Yeah, exactly. Myself and uh, Rick Hansen in uh, Southeast Metro also gets to have fun with all of these kind of mails. Yeah, we're running against uh, an Ultra MAGA, Action for Liberty. Uh, Make Liberty Win is the new pack that they've got that's uh, just nutty and it uh it it, yeah they send out some absolutely crazy things that uh would love for them to just be funny but they're they're just absolutely dangerous and violent rhetoric has no place in elections and the most recent ones that they've been sending out have definitely been crossing the line and it's extremely frustrating so we just need everybody to vote and uh come down to shakri and help us beat them
0: well, and I know it's a national story, but we have the Paul Pelosi story here, and Republicans nationwide just don't want to accept the fact that it's their rhetoric that is basically they keep throwing gasoline on fires here, and the reality is, I to a point, I think that that's part of their plan is that then you know that that is they're 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 trying to drive uh, an agenda here, and and I think as you said, it's extremely dangerous to put out the constant rhetoric of they're trying to take everything you've got and kill your grandma. I mean that is in that is. Like I said, that this is what they have to do to try to get people to vote for them. Yeah, absolutely. Can I Matt, can I read what the latest one says? As long as it doesn't get into the sweary town, by all means, go right ahead. It,
1: it does not swear. Yeah, it says <laughs> uh, it, it. So it has a picture of my head, and then right above my head, it has I had fantasies of an, unloading a revolver into the head of any white person that got in my way, burying their body and wiping my bloody hands as I walked away, relatively guiltless with a bounce in my step. And uh, they're referring to, in the small print as you get there, referring to uh, uh, critical race theory and racism, and it, it, it just boggles my mind. you got to read the very small print to understand what they're trying to get at on here. But it, yeah, it's right beside my head, talking about fantasies of unloading a revolver. And it, it just is not, it is not okay.
0: Well, it's it's not there, and and you know but that's like I said, if, if this is where they're at, they've got to basically try to trick people into voting for them and right now i you know brad I mean everyone votes that's the key. but if everyone votes yep. and I think this this year we've learned they people in your district have learned their lesson everyone's going to vote I, I think that that's what's scaring them most of all is the fact that they're up against you and no one's buying their 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 odd jucks shucks I'm a middle of a rotor kind of campaign anymore. they know exactly who your opponent is
1: yep. Exactly. And it uh, and they're scared of like the actual issues that people in our district care about that they don't line up with. And so they've got to do these kinds of things in order to do that, because people here in Shakopee and 54A absolutely care about reproductive rights. People absolutely care about uh, fully funding uh, education. So we need to make sure that these things are front and center in the forefront so that we are uh, improving the lives of Shakopee residents and people in Minnesota for our, now and, and in
0: the future. We talked to you a little earlier this year as Democrat of the Day. Having you back, it's always nice. The question I have for you is: You know, have you been able to get out and door knock and get around to pretty much most of the district at this point? Oh, geez.
1: yeah. We uh, that that is our uh, that is our mo. That's how we uh, that's how we won mayor when we first uh, won mayor back in uh, 2011, and we door knocked. A- ton and had no clue what we were doing at the time, but it was, uh, just basically getting out and talking to folks and making sure that we're, we're, uh, listening and understanding what they care about. And so I am, uh, somewhere around 7,500, 8,000 doors that I've knocked personally this year. Um, cause that's what I do. I, I, I work and I, uh, uh door knock in the afternoons and then I hang out with the kids and fall asleep and do it all again the next day so we're we're really proud that we are we've knocked lots and lots of doors in Shakopee and people are absolutely concerned about where things are going and what we uh can do together to fix them you
0: you can only get this and this is one of those things where you only if you're knocking on doors and you're talking to these people directly do you get this kind of thing tell me the three biggest issues you're you're hearing from the people when you're going up to the door and you're saying hi
1: yeah it's really easy it doesn't mirror what uh what and just to be very clear as well is that i uh in shock I knock uh everybody from moderate to strong republican all through moderate to strong democrat so i hit everybody from uh the left to the right and talk to everybody in between and so those are the doors that i knock on um unlike uh, our opponent who only knocks on strong republican doors and those those far right folks and so what uh what my top three things are that people talk to me about. Number one is reproductive rights. Number two is everybody hates Mortensen. And number three is fully funding education. So those are the, those are three things that come up time and time again on the doors. And, uh, but it's, it's, it needs to make sure that we take it to the next level of understanding that a lot of, uh, Republicans are really, uh, concerned right now, especially, uh, with the economy. And so that's come back into, the discussion point, it, uh, early on in the summer, it was the number one thing people talked about, and then it very much went away. Um, but they've been successful in making uh, inflation the economy and making sure that we are uh, scared of the future and the economy as the number one thing, when there are really good solutions out there, and Democrats have, have great answers for how we
0: can do this. I I I okay I I'm sorry. You you caught me good with that one. Uh reproductive rights. Everybody hates Mortensen and fully funding schools. Everyone hates Mortensen. By the way, that's the new show on UPN this summer. Make sure you check that one out. Uh, <laughs> uh so it, there has been a palatable disdain for the current house rep there, huh?
1: Yeah, people people have definitely heard which makes me happy uh that people have heard about it they've heard about the fact that he got uh, permanently banned from flying on delta because he got into a fight with a flight attendant they've heard that he got kicked out of both the republican caucuses and the minnesota house for being way too extreme and divisive and not wanting to work with everybody they've heard all of these things and uh it, it is really helping us a lot and so we have uh lots of conversations with uh, everybody um from Democratic to Republican about how we uh, how we can make Shocksby and Minnesota continue to thrive and focus on the future. So it they've been really great conversations and hopefully that uh, gets us enough um, to uh,
0: take him out of office this fall. You know, I'll I'll, I'll move away from that. Although well done, sir. Uh, I'll move away. I'll go. To, let's go to the fully funding schools. Uh, the uh, you know one of the things that's interesting is. And I'm not saying this for outstate Minnesota, but I think now in the secondary tertiary suburbs around the metro area, even out to like Waconia, uh, Watertown, stuff like this, for a while there, I think for about 10 years, it was always defeat this referendum, defeat this referendum, defeat this referendum in regards to school funding. And there has been, I'd say, in the last four years or so, a real flip because it's all of a sudden realized, like, hey, yeah, if we keep denying these schools funding, these schools are just getting worse. We need to make sure these schools are fully funded. And there does seem to be, especially in places like your district, this reawakening that, yeah, if we do this, we can't do this halfway. We have to do it right. And that means making sure the schools are funded. Right.
1: Absolutely. And the state is the best place to have that funding happening. And so the people residents in Shakopee learned this absolutely the hard way in uh, 2020 when um, every far right person came out to vote and didn't understand how things uh, work for education funding and Mortensen pushed really hard against a referendum that we were having in Shakopee in 2020. And so the referendum failed Um in twenty, and we had to cut sixty uh, some teachers that we had to cut tons of classes ballooned up to forty five we there were some classes in the middle schools that didn't have a teacher all year long, and they just had a series of substitute teachers because they couldn't find anybody to uh, to fill those jobs and it was just really really awful for our community tons of uh, tons of activities got cut uh, my daughter who was in fifth grade didn't get to start ban because they delayed the start of ban because there was no funding for it and people learned the hard way that uh, elections have consequences and it was really terrible for our district and uh, we lost so many incredible wonderful teachers um, that it, it was just awful and so it And 21, in November 21 last year, Mortensen fought against uh, the referendum going through again, but luckily people learned what was happening and what the consequences were, and it passed uh, with 80% of the vote, two separate questions, that passed with like 80 and 75%. Of the vote, and so we know what happens when we follow his uh, leadership. It's bad for
0: shocking And it's, it is interesting because it is kind of one of those things where it's the the Republicans will deny funding, they don't want to pay teachers, they cut referendums, they vilify the teachers, scream at them, tell them they have their agenda and stuff, and then they actually, especially in some of these school districts, have the audacity to ask the question, why don't teachers want to come work here? And you just want to look and right. say, well, look at the mirror. You guys are made an incredibly hostile work environment for the They don't want to work there. It just is that simple. And I think it's, you know, as you said, the real tax is you lose, you know, a bunch of teachers with 20-plus years of experience. You just can't replace that.
1: Exactly. And uh, it was awful. And, I mean, you have things like that that happen. And then also uh, it's like so many of the – uh, issues that, uh, the Re- Republicans are running on are breaking things that are working well and then blaming Democrats for having broken them. And it, uh, is just not the way we can do things. So hopefully in Minnesota we are able to, uh, keep, keep the House blue. We can turn the Senate and, uh, keep Governor Walls and the other statewide, uh, offices in there so that we are able to, get really great work done for minnesotans
0: the um you brought up uh, the uh, the women's rights uh rep- reproductive health there uh my presumption is you're not hearing too many people saying isn't it great Roe v it's been over Roe v. way has been overturned it's much more on the opposite is they've taken away a right now and i'm concerned they're going to take away other rights yeah
1: exactly i have uh that from just a lot of people across the spectrum of uh it it Ranging from absolutely, it's uh, my choice, and nobody has the, the, uh, should have the ability to take that away from me to folks who say it's not the choice that I would like to make for myself, but it's also not my right to tell somebody else what they should do with their body. And so we have lots of those kinds of conversations. And as, um, I've run across people who are, uh, 100% pro life on things, it's been really interesting to have conversations with them that, to take the time to take those deep dives into, we don't disagree all that much. We agree on eighty to ninety percent of uh, of reproductive rights concerns. It's just where you draw that line about who gets to make the decisions. And I would much rather have that decision be made uh, between a patient and their doctor as a healthcare decision, as opposed to having the government and myself making those decisions for people. And so it's uh, been really, really interesting because in Shakopee, we've never really um during our campaigns we've never really talked about what i had previously termed as those issues that are just set up to divide folks to say hey you go to your corner you go to your corner and so there's the left corner and the right corner on things and nothing's going to get done because everybody's way too far apart and that we just avoid talking about those things and historically we have uh not had lots of conversations around abortion and around gun control and, mm. and those kinds of things, and uh, but now we're having those conversations at the doors because people absolutely care and want to. They're seeing uh, work done that's going against their what they care about, and we need to make sure that we are ensuring in Minnesota that uh, reproductive rights are here for anybody who needs them and then uh, also with gun safety that we are passing things that are really smart for Minnesotans, like red flag laws, like expanding background checks and doing that work that needs to get done.
0: Do me a favor. If you do get down to St. Paul, when you do get down to St. Paul, how about I say it like that? When you do get down to St. Paul, I want you to introduce a bill to make it a pretty stiff offense if you're caught illegally selling a gun. Because those guns are getting on the streets somehow. And if we start going mm-hmm. and we cracking down on the people who are illegally selling them on the streets, I guarantee you we'll, those guns will dry up real fast. And I do like that plan. Uh, you know, going back to the the the... the You know, you know, a reproductive rights issue, because you're right. This is an issue I hardly ever touched for many years doing radio because, I mean, it's there are quicker ways to die. Let's just put it that way. And and so, you know, it was not one of those things, but you're now forced to do it. One of the things I find is interesting is you go talk to Republicans and they say, I don't know why people want to talk about abortion because we should talk about the economy. And the first thing I say is, well, you know, it costs $20,000 a year to have a baby. I mean, that's cheap to have a baby costs $20,000. What do you mean? This is not an economic question everything around this decision is economic and we need to have some solutions. In, and that's when I, when I talk to people who are still, you know, 100% anti-abortion, I say, well, then what is your solution when you're basically saying we're going to make a decision that's going to amass with you a massive financial requirement that goes along with it?
1: Right. And it's uh, and, and that to me, man, so that's, the the narrative that republicans want everybody to be uh absorbing and taking on of the fact that we uh the economy is the number one issue of people but that's not what we are hearing at all on the doors that is not the number one issue of people when we go door to door and we talk to them about what they care about and listen to what they care about and it's not a binary issue it's not, either, uh, it's not a, a, either economy or reproductive rights. It's uh, these are the things that we care about, what, what we want to get done. And they all obviously go together and they all make sense. But uh, trying the, the narrative that they're trying to push at a national level right now is that the only thing we can talk about is the economy is just ludicrous, because that's not what Shakopee voters care about, only at the doors.
0: Uh, I could talk with you all day long. I mean, it's, it really is an easy conversation. And, and I've talked with you back when you were before. You're, you're a heck of a candidate here. You don't deserve the grief that's being heaped upon you. But let, once again, weak candidates can only go with the weakest form of offense. And that's what you're seeing right there. You are a very strong candidate. I want to drive people down there. This weekend, are you doing door knocking?
1: oh yes sir we are right. so yeah thank you for that we i just posted right before we went on the air here on both our uh twitter and our facebook page um uh, that people can find just by searching for brad dadke uh all of our major events that we've got coming up we've got uh every Saturday. So this uh, coming Saturday is our final Saturday at 1030 where we're in downtown Shakopee at our office and we have uh, uh, pancakes and coffee and everybody can come down and it's a really, really great experience where people can get to know each other and uh, then go out and knock doors. And so we've got that on Saturday. We've also got door knocking uh, from noon to eight every single day between now and election day. Um, And then we are on Sunday at 3 p.m. Uh, Angie Craig will be here and we're having a big rally in downtown hey. Charlotte th- on Sunday and we're uh, there's just lots of opportunities
0: Well, and here's and Brad, this is what I've been saying. For all those people who are listening right now, do not – I mean, hey, nothing against the fine folks that are in these safe Democratic districts. It's crunch time. You need to get out of the safe districts this weekend, and you need to get down into districts like 54A. You need to get down there. This is where this election is going to get decided. And you sitting in some place that's already going to be an 80-point win for the DFL is not exactly doing us a lot of good. Don't get me wrong. Love the people there. It's always great fun, but we need to get out into these suburbs and win these districts. That is the key. Get down there. Brad Tabkey. needs some help, needs some door knockers, and Angie Craig and play pancakes. You can't go wrong with that either. So <laughs> exactly. uh, Tabkey for MN, right? That's correct. Tab, yep. tab key for Mn.com. That's where you go. Sign up. Make sure he has as many volunteers. Go knock on every door in that district, and let's make sure we bring Brad Tabke back into St. Paul. Brad, an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time. Thank you, Matt. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Take care. Brad Tabke, working hard down in the uh, Shakopee Jackson Township area. Uh, Fantastic. Fantastic candidate. Uh, 952-946-6205. We'll take a break. Come back. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.